Yo, what up? It's your girl, Kilowatt. I am smoking a cigarette outside of my new house with Justin and Marisha in the front driveway, which it's a lot louder than it is in the country, and I'm afraid I'm going to wake people up. But I don't want to smoke near the house, so I'm, like, further out toward the road. And I'm about to go to bed because I have to wake up early and go take Braylon to her first day of school with Brent. And I'm excited because it's her very first day at a new school, which I kind of fought for. I fought that she could stay at Milano, but without the constant headache of trying to get her to school every day, we spoke with Braylon and she was excited to go try something new. She just wants something fresh. She wants to feel like she's starting over. And I don't blame her. I'm really frustrated with the fact that I haven't implemented any like family counseling between her and I yet. Because I feel like she's gone through so much change that it would be really beneficial for me to have that medium, like that person in the middle that can just say, look, I think it would be in her best interest if we do this for your family dynamics and blah, 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 because I'm not speaking with Brent. I think the conversation to put her in a new school went something of five minutes after like constantly requesting to talk to him on the phone and finally him just breaking down and being like, fine. And talking about it for five whole minutes. And I'm sure that whole five minutes was like interviewed and asked about by his fucking lady. I just felt frustrated because the whole process of co-parenting and including the other person in, in the parenting game is communication. And so if I'm being denied all communication... How the fuck are we supposed to co-parent? Like, how does this work? But more so than that, I got the distinct feeling that he was hoping that I would just sort of fade out and let her first day of school go unnoticed. Like, I'm not depressed anymore that you and I didn't work, buddy. I'm not just going to fall back and and be a second-hand parent anymore. Like, she's my only fucking focus right now. So for you to assume that I'm not going to try and be there for her first fucking day of school at a brand new school is crazy. Yet alone, telling me that I couldn't come to the house to take a picture of her because it would be awkward for Kayla. Tell that bitch to say, like, tell her to stay inside. Why does she have to be outside while I'm there? Why does that have to happen? Every time I go to pick up Braylon... She's outside. <laughs> it's frustrating. And I'll, I go to extremes to explain, look, I'm coming right now. Please don't have her be outside. And she's always outside staring hardcore at me. And I'm just like, I don't know what your fucking aim is, bitch. But like, this is not the move for healthy co-parenting. I don't know what you're doing. But it's not the move. What I'm really frustrated about is that it takes me a while to say the things that I'm feeling because it takes me a while to figure out how the fuck I feel. And I just have to like accept that like 
the time will pass and people will assume that I crafted that because now I'm labeled a narcissist. Like, it's frustrating. It's become more and more evident that I needed to get a proper diagnosis for my autism, which I'll be pursuing this year. It's like on my list of goals because it would explain a lot more and it would allow me the time that I need to formulate how I feel about things. Like right now, I don't want to date anyone. I don't want to date anyone. Because everything that I thought was real wasn't real. I thought that I knew somebody. For 14 years, I loved them. And I put them before myself in so many ways. And finally, I started to realize that like I was just being used as like a tool for image. And I stopped playing the fucking game. I mean, you don't care about how I feel. You don't ask me anything. You don't care to know what I think. But you want me to show up for fucking Sunday dinner and talk about pointless bullshit that you know I don't care about. It was the gossip that you shared with our friends about our private life that led me to be ostracized and alienated from the group of people that you incorporate in your daily life. And resulted in me being further ostracized. Like I just was pushed out of your life. But I won't be pushed out of my daughter's life. Oh, here comes the asshole that likes to speed down the street. I'm not going to be pushed from my daughter's life. And I'm not going to be faded out of the picture just because you found a new tool. (laughs) And I say tool because that's honestly how I feel. I feel like I was used for so long for your own personal benefit and gain of image and title and status and family. But you didn't give a fuck about how I felt because honestly, when you asked me the question, when I had a boyfriend, you and I broke up, I got a boyfriend. When I had a boyfriend and we were ending it and you were so devastated, you asked me a question and you said, if he wasn't in the picture, would you be in such a rush? If he wasn't in the picture, would we have a healthier parenting relationship? If he wasn't in the picture, would it be better for Braylon? And I said, yeah, he's got to go. And so I came back and we had these long nights of hoping and, and talking and you told me everything I needed to hear. And mind you, this is all one-sided, so I'm sure he felt the same about different things. But the point is, there was a, there was a communication deficit. There was something not being connected And I'm learning now that it's just the fact that we weren't really meant to be together. But that doesn't mean that I deserve to be exposed to this level of trauma and pain. Like, you moving in, this bitch that fucking openly calls me a narcissist... 
openly mocks me and makes fun of me and acts like I'm some type of cyber bully when she's doing the same shit, provoking different things every fucking day. When I ask, please don't post things about my daughter. I ask you specific. I ask her specific. I make it evidently clear. I don't want her fucking with Braylon. She's now front and center at the hub in front of Braylon. She's now being the focal point of Braylon's send-off to school. Now you tell me, don't come to the, to the house because it'll be awkward for her. Why are you prioritizing somebody who's not even in our fucking life for six months? You're prioritizing this, but she moved her in. You didn't even talk to me or Braylon about it. And on top of that, she makes everything more toxic for you and I. We can't communicate, period, because she's always up your ass about what you're saying to me and how much we're talking. And it's like, you have to know, because I'll still get notifications. Like, I got a random notification. I didn't even know you were on my Alexa app. And it was like, you've been removed from your Our House app or Brent removed himself from your Our House app. But I thought to myself, well, that's funny because I'm pretty sure that'd be pretty fucking easy to do like over voice to the Alexa app, especially if she has access to the iPhone. It's the same thing that made me fall apart over the Netflix. Like these tiny blows used to get me, but now they just make me see things for as they are. And if you want to talk about narcissism, it's somebody who, who does something to get a reaction. I think that we all probably have narcissistic tendencies. I think there's been a few times where you've said some shit to get a reaction out of me. That doesn't mean she's a narcissist. I think it's incredibly shallow to just label somebody a narcissist and write them off as some type of monster. Real convenient considering I'm the fucking person who's the focal point of the little girl's life you want to be front and center of. I don't know if you can have kids. I don't know if you can't have kids. But I know that you're real focused on mine and I don't like it. Will I accept it? Yeah. Do I wish for a co-parenting relationship that could be beneficial for all of us? Absolutely. But not with this bitch, not with everything that's been done and said to now. I mean, she went after Justin. It's like, dude, you, you literally had to go above and beyond to fuck with me. And I've cried enough. Like I, I think that Last time I cried on this podcast, that was like the last time I fucking cried. I won't shed a tear. I tried to cry about the fact that there are all these like things on social media about her future wedding. I mean, it was only like three weeks ago that she was like posting about her wedding and like wedding ideas. And there's like 187 pins about the wedding that she wants to have with you. And I'm sure she was hoping for an October engagement. But this whole still being married to me is getting in the way, which is sort of probably why you're probably pushing for this constant divorce to be filed. But we can't file the divorce until I communicate with you. And if you don't communicate with me, I can't sign shit because I don't feel comfortable about any of it because I don't trust you. 
Because out of nowhere, you brought this new bitch in her life who hates me, causes constant drama, and gets in the way of me and my child. Why do you think for a second I would be happy about the two of you being together? All things aside, I, I wish more than anything you fucking bring somebody else in the picture and I'd probably give her a way better shot than this bitch. At least she wouldn't be fucking evil. If anything, it just shows a lot of insecurity and I just can't. I can't do it, man. I don't want this fucking bitch to raise my kid. I mean, it's like ingrained misogyny. Like internalized misogyny. This bitch has mad misogyny. There's a reason why she's constantly trying to be the fucking homemaker. It's a profound hatred of women and strong women. Strong women. You're going to reject any type of Lilith archetype that comes across the way that says, fuck you and this and that. There's a reason why she's got to be all up on that Trump, Trump caravan. It's the same thing with Cheney. Like, as much as I love Cheney, I watch that woman say yes more than she says no. And she lets anybody and everybody run all over her. And she pours her cup empty every fucking day. And then guess what happens? Resentment will build and fester. And that is the, that's the path to an empty soul. And I don't want that. I don't want that for my kid. I don't want that to be glorified. I watched your mother do it. I watched your sisters do it. I think it's incredibly unhealthy. I watched you do it. Even when you said, no, no, I'm fine. You'd still go above and beyond and do things that would empty your cup out before mine. And I'd be angry about it. Because I knew what that would bring. That'd bring resentment. And just foster negative drama in relationships like it's a cycle dude and I see these things now because I'm not in it and I'm sorry that I ever took part of it I'm sorry I ever tried to fit into that fucking mold and I may take a while to come up with the words that I need to say to get that off my chest and explain to you how I feel but I sit with them for a long time because all I get are images and feelings that I can't identify and I have to sift through them and understand what they mean. And tonight I was just really bothered. I was like super bothered that this fucking woman that came into our lives unexpectedly got moved into her home. I'm sure she hasn't fucking told her parents that she's living there. She doesn't even own that she works at a bar in Oregon City. Like, good job, sister. You gave up your fucking dreams to be a barmaid in a town of misogynists. Like, good for you. <laughs> I hope your wig is treating you well. Like, it's, it's bitterness coming from you, but at the same time, it's so transparent. Why? Why are you so fixated on having long hair now that I got long hair? Why can't you just let me have TikTok? Why can't, why do you have to be all up in everything that I do for Braylon and do the first of everything? Why are you so fascinated in asking Braylon, is this the first time you've been to this drive-thru? Let me take pictures and post this. Like, I get that you're trying to come across as someone who's excited, but at the same time, it's so obvious that you're taking jabs. And that to me is concerning because it's toxic and it shows a level of insecurity that I don't want around my fucking child. I don't like that I'm being alienated with all these fucking sleepovers on my nights and finding out that really it was just like you guys hanging out at home, like telling me that you're having sleepovers, but then there's not really sleepovers is pretty fucked up. And I'm, I'm documenting that 
because that is parental alienation. So we need to stay on a fucking schedule to prevent any of that from happening again. I don't trust you. You betrayed me. You took everything that I thought was real and turned it into a fucking lie. And I realized that I was just a tool for your own self-gratification and sense of image. And the second that I put on any weight, the second that I deviated from the fucking plan, you were out. And that tells me everything I ever needed to know about this, which is why I refuse to cry over it anymore. But it does hurt. It hurts to watch my child miss her home. It hurts to watch my child fe- like feel conflicted about what first day of school outfit she's going to wear. When she told me that she, she didn't know she was going to hurt Kayla's feelings if she didn't wear that outfit, I said, don't worry about it, babe. Just wear the outfit. We don't have to go to top to bottom. It's fine. We can leave. It's fine. And I did that because I didn't want her to feel confused. Okay. But it says a lot about the woman that does. It says a lot about the fucking dad who moves a woman in and doesn't ask his daughter about how she feels. You introduce her concept of being present in your life as she's going to be my new lady. That's your big fucking opening. And meanwhile, Braylon's got all these feelings and no place to put him. And it's my job to get her into counseling because at this point I'm feeling really conflicted about all of it. And I don't know how to communicate with you in a healthy way. I don't know how to get this frustration out in a healthy way. But I know I need to get it out somewhere. Because I sat there tonight just fucking angry that I was being pushed out of my child's first day of school. And I said, fuck that. I don't care if I work late. I don't care if I'm a night owl. I have my clothes packed, ready to go. I will be there in the morning to drive her there on her first day of school. So K2 kiss my fucking ass. She'll be wearing your first day of school outfit and I'm sure she'll be happy to wear it. And I'm glad that she picked something out cool, but I have a hundred percent reservation over the fact you did it strictly for the love of our daughter. I think that you did a lot to jab at me and I think it's because you're really fucking insecure. So this is a direct message to Brent and K2 because I just felt like I needed to get that out there. This is my version of closure since I've been denied the one thing I needed to get past this time. I mean, you can't honestly ghost me after 14 years and expect me not to get this out somehow. So this is Kilowatt. I love you guys. This will likely be the last closure podcast, but I just wanted to put it out there before I went to bed. All right. I love you. Bye.